Welcome to the exciting rebirth of Superstar featuring choose your membership rate as low as just $3 a month. At Superstar, you get expanded exclusive video scopes each and every week, unlimited access to special horoscopes, class passes for Synchronicity University, consultations with me, and so much more. All of this in the Superstar space. I look forward to meeting you there. Hello, fabulous friends, fans, and superstars. Welcome to your horoscope for the week of March 7th, 2021. I am your astrologer, Nadia Shaw. Thank you for being here. It is a remarkable astrological week, without a doubt. Now, the most dominant energy that is going to play out now is decidedly Neptunian, decidedly Piscean. This is the final sign of the zodiac. When we look at Pisces, when we look at Neptune as ruler, god of the seas this is energy that can be deeply meditative but also escapist energy that can be positively inspired divinely inspired but also sometimes disconnected or even delusional as well and so we have this very powerful energy playing out this week and i thought that one very powerful way to use it would be to explore uh, an idea that I wanted to share with you around Samadhi. Now, Samadhi is understood as uh, a meditative consciousness, a meditative state, uh, a deep state of meditation. And it contains several levels. Uh, the understanding of Samadhi is rooted in Buddhist philosophy and yogic philosophies as well. Those of you who practice yoga may have come across these ideas also. Um, different Eastern traditions speak about levels of consciousness that we have and how it is that our levels of consciousness or the level of consciousness that we engage in regularly, how it speaks to our lived experience and our lived reality. Now, as part of Samadhi, there is what's called superconsciousness. And superconsciousness has to do with living in a state that is calm, but energized. It, it is blissful, it is peaceful, but it is also engaged at once. Now, superconsciousness is also thought to represent um, an awareness, a realization of our essential nature, of our true self, which is ultimately deeply connected to the divine. It is to see life as the illusion that it is and to be okay with that but to know and to operate at another level is ultimately about personal realization. Consciousness shifts everything. Consciousness is what lies at the foundation of existence itself. And in our highest sense, in our truest sense, that's who we are. We are pure consciousness who has chosen to embody a certain um, container, for this lifetime but everything has consciousness as we have consciousness so do trees and animals and the natural world some would even say that inanimate objects have a consciousness as well i know i remember traveling in ireland there was this very conscious awareness of how lands and spaces and places have a consciousness they have an energy they have a way of speaking to us 
and calling people to them, calling people to them from around the world. There's this casual mysticism at play in Ireland that I loved so much and I can't wait to travel back to in the future. But coming back to this idea of superconsciousness, it is the realization of our essential nature, which is ultimately divine, what I like to call love and wisdom. That is who we are. And much of life and the journey through life is acknowledging the barriers that keep us from the awareness of this most essential self. And so consciousness shifts the physical. And I would invite you to consider this, and especially in light of the fact that we're going to have Venus conjunct Neptune and people are going to see all kinds of things rooted in their desires. I would invite you to think about those times when you might have met somebody or known somebody in a particular context, and then you saw them in a different context. Like perhaps you knew them uh, through family, you knew them as the nerdy kid, and then you saw them like actually in school or at work or something like that. And I have had the experience where someone changed right in front of my eyes several times, many times in my lifetime I have seen this. I'll give you one example. <laughs> many, many years ago, I was at the bank and I went to the bank, like a lot of people do, for help, something with my account. And I remember the guy at the counter, my first impression was, okay, there's a guy at the counter. And then he was talking to me, I was a student at the time, he was asking me what I study. And then he started talking about um, some ideas that I was engaged in at the time with my studies. And the man literally shifted in front of me. He became better looking, <laughs> like literally better and better looking in front of my eyes. And I thought that that was uh, such a powerful moment for me to realize how, whether you want to think of it as my consciousness, as the observer, or his consciousness, right? Him accessing a different energy, a different vibe within himself started to shift his appearance right in front of me. I would invite you to take into consideration as well those times when you are uh, feeling a certain way, you're feeling really good about yourself or about your life or anything, and how there have been moments when people have connected that or commented on your appearance in relation to whether or not they knew that there were things that were happening that were really good in your life, and they made positive comments about the appearance. It is a shift of consciousness, a shift of energy, a shift of the energy that we access that can change the world around us. And sometimes it may be change our relationship to the world around us, but physical reality itself can find ways to change. And certainly attraction and desire itself can find ways to change. So just further along the lines of Samadhi, I just wanted to share as well that uh, one of the first levels of Samadhi, like there are, you know, your normal states of consciousness. Then we get to super consciousness, which is a calm, blissful, but engaged state. And then there are higher levels of consciousness as well, higher levels of Samadhi, which include uh, what we call Christ consciousness, right? Which is um, universal love, very much highlighted with all this Piscean energy. And we have cosmic consciousness as well, which is this understanding that we are connected to everyone and everything right to the cosmos within. It is operating at a very high level of consciousness once you get to that state of cosmic consciousness, 
where you realize you really are one with the entire universe. It is a lived experience. And I think that for most of us, we might have moments where we get to glimpse these different levels of consciousness. But when it is that we are engaged in life, right? When it is that we're willing to really be in the moment. So we're not thinking about what we still have to do, fear of the future, uh, stress about the past. When it is that we are truly focused on this moment, on breath, engaged in life, we are that much more likely to access higher states of consciousness. And of course, in meditation as well, when meditation is done right, when meditation is done to root you in existence, that is when, and that is the pathway to higher states of consciousness as well. And so I shared this with you because of all the Neptunian energy at play right now. On the one hand, it can make it really fun to explore what consciousness is to you. How is it that you are going to engage higher levels of consciousness? That could be a wonderful way to use this energy. Divine wisdom itself is available to us. Greece is filled with a lot of famous monuments and temples and ancient cities, uh, of course. And uh, one of the places that I have been to that I absolutely loved is called Delphi or Delphi, depending on how you pronounce it. Um, Delphi was a pilgrimage site in the ancient world. Um, and is actually very famous for being a place of oracles. So people came from around the ancient world, or at least in the region, and they traveled there so that they could receive a, a divinely inspired message. Um, Socrates, Plato went there. They discuss their experiences there as well in, the, in their writing, in the dialogues. And so, Delphi is essentially a temple to Apollo. And Apollo, of course, is the god of the sun. And when you go there, there is the entrance to the temple and it says, know thyself and the wisdom of the heavens and the universe will be available to you. Now, this idea of self-knowledge leading to a connection to something more universal is a theme that runs again and again throughout cultures, throughout histories. This is just one example of that. And I like to think of this as the pathway of self-knowledge can lead us to higher states of consciousness, higher states of awareness. This week, as Neptune meets the sun right around Wednesday and at the end of the week, not only do we have that new moon in Pisces, but we have Venus meeting Neptune as well. We're going to have this conglomerate of planets in a sign that speaks to bliss, that speaks to other altered states of consciousness. And it's up to us to decide how we're going to access this energy. Are we going to use it to evolve towards or at least have the intention to move towards higher states of consciousness, super consciousness, an awareness of how consciousness is playing out in our lives, speaking through us at any given time, or are we going to use it for escapism? Sun, Neptune, Venus, new moon. This conglomerate ultimately does represent a real opportunity here to see through illusions the illusions that we create of our separation from each other. If Pisces is anything, it is about oneness, 
the connection that we have to everyone and everything. It is the the bliss of diving into the ocean of that oneness. Realizing that there's a false self, the false ego, if you will, that thinks of itself as separate, that thinks of itself as special. But when it is that we recognize these higher stakes of consciousness that are playing out, and we are at least willing to consider what it would mean to be available to them, to align with them, that alone is a powerful way to access this energy, especially under a sky like this. A sky like this will invite us to practice radical compassion towards ourself, towards others as well. It will invite us to take into deep consideration some truth about our essential nature. And it will also invite us to consider how our own consciousness and our engagement with our own consciousness and how we direct our consciousness, how it has shaped our lives and how do we feel about that? How can we change what it is that we want? Where is it that it isn't so much about change, but acceptance? the finding beauty, finding bliss in what is right now and being completely okay with what is right now. In many ways, when we think about what we need, I think that very often we forget what it is that is actually needed. What is actually needed is to breathe, right? Because it is breath that connects us to everyone and everything. When I have my classes, my Synchronicity University classes, of course we have the speakers in the middle of the week, but my classes are on Saturdays. And I always start with a short visualization, a short meditation, always. Um, that's always my favorite part. And because it really is to root students in the present moment. And I always end the meditation with saying, the present is where the power is. And I would say that it is possibly only through breath that we can truly experience ourselves as being here now. And I think that's really exciting. It's really empowering, very empowering to realize that what roots us in our power, what roots us in an awareness of the levels of consciousness that we have is so freely available. It is breath, it is that simple. So we have these very basic needs and in our world, we have trained ourselves to complicate things and we can get lost in the illusions of life. And I know that it's not easy sometimes to disengage. Sometimes people have problems with banks and, and finances and that can hit us on a level of survival and I understand that. However, it is very powerful to practice loving, gentle disengagement, even if just for a moment, to say to yourself, okay, is there a spiritual lesson playing out here? Is there something here that is part of my journey towards the realization, the full embodiment of love and wisdom in this lifetime? Can I use this to align with love and wisdom, to become more wise and more loving. That is the opportunity and that intention in and of itself starts to shift consciousness because we start to be conscious of different things. We start to become aware of 
different things. We shift our focus. Focus is consciousness. And I think that with all this very powerful Piscean energy, we're going to be invited to do just that. Because there's a lot to get lost in if you want. If you want to get lost in the illusions, right? I think there are illusions. Play with them. Have fun with them. We are incarnated for a reason. So enjoy this incarnation as much as you can for as long as you can. And just, just enjoy it. At the same time, don't get lost in it. Don't think that the illusion of the physical reality is reality itself. Because reality is actually on the one hand subjective. But reality is breath. Breath is reality. Because breath is what connects you to everyone and everything. Breath reminds you that you are in the present moment. And the present is where the power is. And so there's a lot to get lost in if you want. <laughs> and I hope that you choose not to. I hope you choose to consciously, just for a second, align with love and wisdom. That is a powerful way to start stepping towards super consciousness raising your level of awareness and consciousness so what do we have well we have the divine meeting at the end of the week lots happening on saturday let me just say a lot is happening at the end of the week on the one hand we've got the divine meeting of chiron and ceres in the sky in the sign of aries so chiron and ceres both are asteroids chiron is known as the wounded healer this is the energy of vulnerability the energy of where we might have been hurt in the past, what wounds we might still carry. But it also holds the energy, the powerful energy of us claiming our healer and being a healer for ourselves and for others as well. It invites us to shift our perspective, shift our consciousness so that we can see the love and wisdom that might have always been playing out and use what was, that was part of that wounding, to now heal others. And Ceres. So Ceres is the um, Roman name for Demetra. Demetra uh, is the Greek goddess of the seasons. And her daughter Persephone, very famous myth, her daughter Persephone went into the underworld with Hades slash Pluto and Demetra slash Ceres mourned and she stopped tending to the land and that explained the colder seasons the autumn the winter and then the god struck a deal with pluto and negotiated half the year of persephone with her mom and half the year with uh in the underworld now depending on the myth some think of uh pluto as persephone's lover and so she went very willingly. It was seductive. She fell in love and she went to the underworld. Other myths um, show her and demonstrate her as being kidnapped, not being in the underworld by her own choice. So there are different ways to understand the symbolism there, of course. But when we look at Ceres itself as a symbol, it represents longing. It represents care self-care, nurturance, what it means to be genuinely nurtured, body, mind, and spirit. And so you have these two coming together. Both of them have their vulnerabilities. Ceres with her longing, Chiron with his wounding. And we can see the desire here, right? Being very strong. 
And part of the desire may be getting caught in the illusion, deciding to dive into the part of us that may not want to shift consciousness enough to try and understand if there's love and wisdom playing out or how it could be possibly playing out in our past, but certainly in our present as well. And so there may be heightened emotions or heightened vulnerability. There may be a sense of people learning what self-care and care for others actually means, but this is all happening in the sign of Aries. So there's an impulsiveness to this and also an impulsiveness to the way that we may react to certain situations as well. But the opportunity here, of course, is compassion, compassion for ourselves, compassion for others, access that Piscean energy, the higher end of it to raise our perspective. At the end of the week, we are also going to have Mercury leaving shadow and Mercury at anoretic degree of Aquarius, which means at the very end of the sign of Aquarius. It will be at the beginning of next week that Mercury will change signs. So Mercury has been in the sign of Aquarius uh, for about two months now. So an unusually long time. Well, with Mercury, it's nothing's really usual, right? Because Mercury goes retrograde so often. But this year, a more dominant energy with the Mercury retrogrades is going to be Mercury retrograde in air signs, which tells us something about communication and information and expression. But we do have this mercurial energy in Aquarius now reaching the very end of its sign, 29 degrees of Aquarius, which is considered a culmination point, a point of clarity, of fruition, of conclusion. And so where it is that we might have been part of an ongoing matter, depending on where this is happening in your chart or depending on your sign, it is going to be in that very area where maybe we had to pay a lot of attention or go back and forth or have a lot of conversations. It is going to be in this very area that we will find that clarity. We will find that information. We will find that insight. And it is going to be with this powerful end of the Mercury shadow, Mercury retrograde shadow. So this is Mercury finishing off the pathway that he walked on when he was retrograde. So what happens when a planet is retrograde like Mercury? Well, there's first the direct shadow. So he walks on a pathway, like the way that you might walk down the street, right? You walk down the block. So you walk down that block. That's the direct shadow. That's the first pass. And then Mercury walks backward on the same block, on the same sidewalk. That's the retrograde. And then we have the stationary direct mercury stands still and then moves forward for the third and final pass so it's that very block that is considered the shadow period either the retrograde or the shadow is taking place there in total mercury will walk three times on the same block before moving on to a whole new block before crossing the street crossing the road on a new sidewalk and so that's what happens when mercury's shadow ends it's mercury now stepping onto a new sidewalk in the zodiac in the sky and so as Mercury shadow ends, it's like we're done with these larger lessons of Mercury retrograde season. But because it's ending at 29 of Aquarius, there's also that sense of conclusion playing out in our lives now. So do pay attention to what is happening in your life. If you think back 
to what was happening in your life right around the 29th of January. And so that was a very fortunate time because we also had the luckiest day of the year that I spoke about at that time, Sun conjunct Jupiter in the sky. So we're looking at the last days of January here and even, even the very early, early days of February as well. You might've felt this energy, but that was where Mercury was the last time he was, where he's gonna be at the end of this week, <laughs> if that makes sense. So basically events that transpire as we move towards the end of the week will in some way mirror what was taking place for you in your life way back towards the end of January. There will be a powerful reflection, but also conclusion that plays out at that time. The final powerful planetary occurrence that I wanted to talk to you about has to do with Mars in Gemini, activating key eclipse points, eclipses that took place late last year and eclipses that are to take place later this year. And so the first activation happens now. So we're gonna have one now and next week, and then in mid-April, we're gonna have two activations as well. I'll be here to talk about it every step of the way. I believe I spoke about this in the year ahead horoscope as well on YouTube, so I will link to it below. Having said that, we are going to have at the end of the week, Mars moving over the point in the zodiac where the sun will be on May 26th when we will have a total lunar eclipse in the sign of Sagittarius. So the moon will be in the sign of Sagittarius directly opposite the sun. It is Mars now moving over the point that the sun will be in. So I'm hoping that that's clear. And this is an activation. And this is a very powerful foreshadowing for us as a collective, certainly, but individually as well. As a collective, it invites us to consider what could be coming up ahead in our own lives. It is powerful ways in which the universe and our lives are foreshadowing and alluding to what could be up ahead and how the eclipse of May 26 may be experienced or realized in our lives. Total lunar eclipses bring closures, karmic closures. They close karmic ties, they end karmic chapters so that we can live more fully now. And ultimately they are fortunate. Sometimes they don't feel like that in the moment, but they are because eclipses are always about aligning us with greater love and greater wisdom. And situations that might've served their purpose will make themselves known as well. And so we have this activation happening and this is going to be the universe pointing the way showing us something about ourselves, about our lives. This is in Gemini, how we communicate, how we express, how we think about certain things. It is ultimately the activation of a lunar eclipse in the sign of Sagittarius, which is of course world views, world events, political events for the collective, but personally as well. What do we believe about the world around us? How do we make sense of the world? What is our relationship to the world and to others in the world? And where do we fit in, in that larger context? The philosophies, the spiritualities, the beliefs that guide our lives. Now remember, this is happening under the light of all that Piscean energy, under the light of Neptune and Venus and the new moon and the sun. And so what that suggests is that we are souped up spiritualizing our perspective right now. 
but it's also possible that we may not be seeing things accurately. So it becomes that much more important to root ourselves in an awareness. Where is life taking us? Where is it pointing us? Are we receiving invitations for different things around this time? Because that may be part of how, as part of the mystery, the universe sets the stage for us to experience the changes, the breakthroughs that are coming up with that powerful lunar eclipse that takes place later in the spring. What I love about this week for us, well, wow, we've been on a journey together here. I love it when I do that with you. I tell you, for me, it's just so much more rewarding when I'm able to see like what message wants to come forward and I just ride a wave. It's so much fun. And I hope that for you, you got a little glimpse of that Piscean energy, not only in my process, but certainly in the message itself. We are in many ways consciousness. That is our existence. And when we are willing to look at or be honest about our state of consciousness, to align ourselves with a higher consciousness, simply the intent. And one powerful way to do that is to intend to see or intend to contemplate how love and wisdom may be playing out in our lives right now. But if it is that we are willing to do just that, have that intention, that provides the universe a powerful doorway from which to raise our perception, from which to take us from our regular, normal states of consciousness and start to elevate us towards super consciousness. And with super consciousness, we are truly at peace, but we're also so much more effective. We're able to respond to the world from a place of calm within, and we don't get caught up in the illusions. The illusions this week are going to be strong, but your power of choice is there. Your power to remember your essential nature is always with you if you choose it. Well, thank you so much for watching. What do you love about this week? Let me know in the comments below. I love reading you guys. And to prove it to you, here are some of my recent favorite comments. Thank you so much to everybody who comments. I wish I could post them all up. I think I would just have an hour video of just sharing these comments with you guys. Uh, but thank you. Thank you to every single one of you who comments, who subscribes, who shares, who thumbs up, all of it. It just means so much. So thank you for that. And of course, if you want to know how all this stuff this week speaks to you and your sign, well, now you can join Superstar, my superstars at NadiaShawSuperstars.com for as low as just $3 a month with Choose Your Membership Rate. With Choose Your Membership Rate, you get access to all signs, the weekly videos for each and every sign for as low as just $3 a month. Higher membership tiers get you access to things like consultations with me, class passes, and so much more. All of this in the superstar space at NadiaShawSuperstars.com. Link in the description below. I look forward to meeting you there. Synchronicity University's spring session is underway. And earlier today, we had a class on series and aspect to planets and points. And now you can download that class as well. And next week, Coming up, we are going to have planets in the eighth house, the eighth house, money, power, respect, part two, tenants, which is planets in the eighth house and what that says about you and how you approach eighth house matters like 
money and power and respect and so much more. Uh, the first class we did was such a deep exploration of uh, the powerful symbolism that plays out in the eighth house. So I look forward to continuing that exploration with looking at planets in the eighth house in the natal chart. And if you would like to join us for this or any of the other classes that are coming up, you can go to synchronicityuniversity.com and sign up for classes now. Link is in the description below. Synchronicity University speaker series is underway as well. Now with the speaker series, we are looking at special topics this month. And coming up this week, we are going to have the one and only Carrie Paris. Carrie Paris is a dear friend of mine going all the way back to our university days. And she has become this world leader in things like divination and tarot and casting. That's what she's going to be teaching us, teaching us how to create casting kits and how to interpret them so that we can divine for ourselves. I think it's going to be uh, very practical, but also engaging and a lot of fun. And I'm really looking forward to spending time with Carrie. And we've got upcoming classes as well as part of the speaker series. We're going to have my friend Franco teaching on Viking runes, my friend Katie Weber teaching on Feng Shui and astrology, and my friend Michael Bryan will be teaching on Kabbalistic tarot. So there's so much to look forward to here, so much to learn. And I look forward to meeting you in class. Links are in the description below. Now, remember, there are some packages that are still available. On the one hand, my friend Katie Weber that I just mentioned, world-renowned feng shui expert, her Year of the Ox success pack, a really practical guide, is still available now. We are now entering or entered the first full month of the Year of the Ox. So there's still time to get this wonderful success pack that gives you all kinds of ways to align home with heaven for this year. And of course, my partnership with the iconic Astro Twins is still available. I did see it up. I have to touch base with them to see what's up with that. But it's very cool that it's still available. I love that. And so with this very special package, what you get is fully eight classes from me. Yeah, it's eight classes. It's three classes on Astro Magic, five classes on tarot for astrologers we go get a really thorough look looking at all the cards through five classes and then you also get a copy of the astro twins reference guide to 2021 it's this huge book that looks at the year ahead for the collective and for each sign and you also get a download to their 2021 masterclass. so you can access this check it out link in the description below you can get my take on your unique birth chart by checking out my partnership with Cosmogram. You go onto the Cosmogram website, you put in your birth details, and within hours they will mail you a PDF, which includes my interpretation of the different planetary aspects playing out in your birth chart. Thank you so much for all the positive energy and love that these reports have gotten. It means so much to me that they are meaningful and valuable to so many of you. So these reports are available now. They always have these discounts going on on the Cosmogram website as well. So check out the link in the description below. And make sure you check out my upcoming talk with Mayo Astrology and myoastrology.com. They have an all-star weekend coming up. Some of the biggest names in astrology today are participating, and I am so grateful to be considered part of this list. And so check out their link in the description below. Check out these huge names in astrology that are going to be part of this very special all-star conference. 
and I look forward to meeting you there. And thank you. Thank you so much to every single one of you out there. Thank you for your love. Uh, thank you for going on these journeys with me. It does mean so much. And I really hope that you tap into the higher end of all this beautiful Neptunian energy, beautiful Piscean energy. It can be beautiful. It can be inspired if we set the intention to have it so. And so with you and mine and all of us having that intention, my hope is that for that many more of us, this can be a time of inspiration and compassion and genuine spirituality and yes, super consciousness as well. Well, thank you again. It'll be a great week. Enjoy.